So I was introduced, so I don't need to introduce myself. Just to say that uh, I'm happy to be back. I was here uh, last uh, August uh, teaching with Fred and Ursula for a couple of weeks, and that was my introduction to uh, this beautiful place and this nice center. So thank you for the invitation to return. And I'm happy to be here with Saida Utejaniya, with whom I've been practicing for about 10 years. And uh, in the intervening years, I have been uh, integrating his teaching in my own teaching style that I have been teaching for 25 years. So uh, I kind of do a mix. So I like to be... I like, I like to check in with Sayadaw each year because his teaching changes every year. You know, like everything else that changes. He, he listens, he sees what works for himself and with his students, and, and then he makes these subtle adjustments. So it's not big adjustments, but there's subtle adjustments which those of you who've heard him uh, or practiced with him before may, may hear something different this time. So uh, we can't take anything for granted but uh, have to be present. So tonight, uh, of course, Sayadaw is not here. I mean, he's upstairs. But uh, you're so tired, you wouldn't be able to hear what he had to say. So So they sent me down. (laughs) This is the uh, warm-up act. So uh, I want to just speak a little bit about the uh, format of the retreat because it will be different, a little bit different than most retreats that you will have done in the past. But let me just ask, uh, is there anyone here who is doing their first retreat ever? First retreat ever? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. You are the lucky ones because you have no preconceptions of how it's supposed to be or how it was last time. And so whatever happens is just the way it is. And now all of you, all of you others who have ideas of how a retreat should be, see if you can put that aside. Because it might not be that way. So, uh, first, uh, what I would like to say is that um, Saito is very happy to be here. He knows there's a lot of you who have practiced or have heard of his teachings here uh, because his books have been distributed in, uh, in Switzerland and Germany and all of Europe for some years now. And uh, this time, I think last time, Matet, the translator, was not able to come. But this year, Matet is here. And she is uh, really extraordinary. Uh, She has has, uh, practiced with Sayadaw many years and has translated for him uh, for 12 years. She lived in the monastery in uh, Burma uh, with him. And uh, then for the last uh, several years, she's been living in Singapore, but just travels with him when he travels abroad, uh, teaching English-speaking students. So we're really lucky to have her uh, come too. And my role is really just to help uh, organize the retreat and uh, take care of loose ends and uh, support Sayadaw in any way I can with the teaching. Uh, I'm not here primarily to teach, but to support his teaching. And to learn myself also from him. Um, so, just generally, uh, I want to review the schedule, just to give you some indications of uh, what to expect uh, during the day. So, you might have noticed that every uh, activity of the day begins with awareness: awareness of waking up, awareness of sitting. Awareness of eating, awareness of chanting, awareness of lying down, awareness of doing your uh, service work job here at the center, awareness of listening to me and Saido and when he speaks, and awareness of talking when you have the opportunity in your group check-ins. Now, what this is not a mistake. We didn't hit repeat on the computer. It was intentional because Saido will emphasize the um, practice of awareness from the moment you wake up to the moment you fall asleep. In whatever activity or posture you're in. 
or you're, what, or you're doing. And so really, there is no preference. There's no hierarchy of it's better to sit than to walk. It's better to do this than that. It's really learning how to cultivate awareness and to recognize awareness in all of our, throughout the whole day. So we can relax. I know sometimes we go on a retreat and we think, okay, there's the sitting and then there's the recess that they call walking. You know, the recess being the, the playtime or the rest time, but that's not the way it is really. If you have a, uh, a period of sitting, you can consider it uh, awareness practice. And if you walk from here to the toilet, you can consider that practice, awareness practice. And while you're going to the toilet, that is also awareness practice. And when you go to bed uh, and, and begin to fall asleep, that's also awareness practice. Eating, whatever you do. So we can relax our uh, idea that scheduling and sitting an hour or sitting 45 minutes or walking 45 minutes or anything like that is not, not important. What's important is that whatever you do, that you begin to recognize uh, awareness. There will be many uh, scheduled activities during the day. You know, we wake up together and we come to the first sitting in the morning at 6.30 uh, when we'll sit and we will chant the refuges and precepts just as a way to begin our day together. And then we break for breakfast and some of you will have chores, kitchen chores to do or housekeeping chores. Uh, and then we'll come back to the hall at uh, 9.15 to practice together again with Saira. At 9.15, Saira will come to the hall and Matet will be here where I am. And in the morning, he will, tomorrow morning will be different. He'll offer a full set of instructions uh, and it may take a while. But uh, it'll be really important that you uh, come to that sitting on time to prepare to stay for an hour or so, hour and a half or so. And then most days we'll just sit and uh, Sayadaw won't be offering uh, instructions so much as while you sit, he will sit. But as his mind goes through his process of practicing awareness, he will narrate or relate it to you so that you can be reminded how to practice. So it's not so much about taking notes of what he says, so much as hearing what he says and do and just doing it with him in the morning. Okay? During tomorrow's talk, in the morning when he offers the instruction, if you would like to take notes, that's of course, that's fine. Uh, it's something you can remember. It's not going to be that uh, difficult. But if you wish to take some notes, that's fine. But in the usual morning sittings, not taking notes would be better just to sit uh, in awareness. And even though that sitting says it's from 9.15 to 10, Saito may only sit for 15 minutes or half hour uh, or whatever. But when he finishes his uh, sharing of uh, guidance with you, then he'll quietly get up and leave, and probably Mathat will leave with him. But uh, you can continue sitting as long as you like. And that will be the beginning of what is called the um, self-scheduled awareness practice. Now this is a period of time from 10 to lunch, or from the time we come in and sit with Saito, really, until lunch, when you follow your own schedule. Now, for many of you who've done retreats, you know that this is unusual because usually you sit for 45 minutes, you walk for 45 minutes, you sit for 45 minutes, you walk for 45 minutes, you sit for 45 minutes, you walk for 45 minutes. And pretty soon you start thinking, 45 minutes is something magical about 45 minutes. But it's not. So in this practice, we give you this two hours or two and a half hours, and then whatever you do. You can sit for 10 minutes, you can walk for an hour and a half, or you can sit for two hours, you can walk for 15 minutes, whatever you want to do. If you want to just stand up, you can do that. If you want to lie down, probably you have to do it in your room, not here. That'd be better. But whatever you're doing, and you can set your own schedule, or non-schedule, you don't have to kind of plan it out in your mind, 
You just sit until you don't want to sit anymore, walk until you don't want to walk anymore, come into the hall, sit until you want to sit. Now, sometimes people think, yeah, but two hours or three hours or four hours, like, you know, you feel kind of left alone or adrift. You don't know, what am I going to do? I better plan. But you don't need to plan. Whatever you do is, is okay. And uh, what I have found, because I, I have introduced this in my retreats also, is that uh, for those who've done highly scheduled retreats in the past, the first couple of days can be a little, uh, a little disorienting or you feel a little uncomfortable and you maybe time your sittings and time your walkings. But it has been my experience and the feedback I get from students is that eh, about day three or four, people really settle into their own rhythm and they feel really comfortable with it and at ease with it so that they can sit for as long as short as they want, walk for as long as short as they want, inside or outside, it doesn't really matter. And they feel more comfortable with that. What becomes important is that the continuity of the awareness from sitting to walking, walking to sitting is sustained. Now what that means is that when you come in to sit, some people will be sitting, and you'll sit down, and just as you sit down, maybe half a dozen people get up and leave, and you think, what did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. It's just their time to get up and go. So we're going to ask that you use the doorway, not at the back room, but on the side, this little side room. So when you come down the hall towards the hall, there's a little door on the right just before this door. Come in that door. It just is a little bit on the side. It won't be quite opening and closing the door here. And of course, there'll be some noise and there'll be some activity around you. You might be just ready to get fully enlightened in the deep, <laughs> the deep stillness and samadhi of your practice tomorrow. And uh, somebody comes in and slams the door. Or they come in and sit down beside you and they bump your knee. Thank them for that. <laughs> <laughs> because w- there's a lot of people practicing here, and so there's going to be coming and going, and there'll be some noise, and there'll be some activity, but that shouldn't be a problem. It might be the first day or two, but after that, you'll get used to it. Okay. And then in the afternoon, of course, there'll be another period like that, but we have to get through lunch first. So at 12.30, at 12.15 we have lunch, and then some of you will have a, either a kitchen job or a housekeeping job, after lunch, around 1.15 to 2.15. And we put on here, as a schedule, 1.15 to 2.15, awareness while resting or working. So if you're working, of course, it's active. But Sayadaw will suggest, he may not remember to tell you, but he often suggests that every one of you take at least one period a day to practice awareness while lying down. I didn't say sleeping. I didn't say dreaming or daydreaming or drifting. It's practicing awareness, learning how to be awake and aware while lying down. Maybe he'll offer you some guidance in that. If not, I will later in the retreat. Okay, so that's an opportunity to uh, actually lay down and feel like you have permission to lay down and uh, really try to practice awareness. And then um, from 1.15 to 5.15 again, is another self-scheduled practice period. Most days it'll be you're just on your own to sit and walk inside, outside, like that. There may be some days when I will have a question-answer session in the afternoon here in the hall, but it'll be on the board and announced in the morning so you can, you don't have to plan it. You just, if it happens that day and you want to, you have a question or you want to listen to other questions, then you can come. Again, at 5.15, there's a, the awareness while eating the dinner, for those of you who will be eating dinner. And then at 6.15, after uh, the dinner part, uh, we'll have another group sitting. So in the morning, we have a self-scheduled period. In the afternoon, we have a self-scheduled period. But after dinner, for before breakfast, and then after dinner, we have group sitting to help us kind of get, get a little more cohesive, a little more... Uh, particularly in the morning, it's good to practice together. In the evening, it's good to practice together so we don't fade away, drift away too, too, too early. 
So we have a sitting uh, at 6.15 to 7. Then some of you will have group check-in, 7 to 9. And then at 9 o'clock, we'll have another group sitting and I will offer some reflections on the day's practice as a way of uh, bringing us all together for the end of our group practice today. You can always practice longer than the scheduled 9.30 sitting, the end of the ninth at 9.30. The hall is always available to come in and practice early in the morning or the middle of the night or later at night. Uh, you don't need to go to bed at 9.30. So the whole day is awareness practice. Some of it in the group, in the hall. And when we have a group sitting in the hall, like 6.30 in the morning, 6.30 in the evening, 9 o'clock in the evening, or when Sayadaw is in the hall at uh, 9.15, then I would ask that you all plan to come at that time and be seated at that time and to stay for the length of that scheduled sitting. Okay. Other than that, you can come and go in the hall uh, as you wish, as you scheduled yourself. So I mentioned the refuges and precepts, as uh, Magid also did, mentioned the, um, the precepts. And most of you know uh, that on a retreat like this, we, we take the refuges, which are um, something like um, uh, an acknowledgement of our aspiration to find refuge in the Buddha, meaning find refuge in our own awareness, uh, to find a way of feeling safe and at ease in the Dharma, which is our experience, our moment-to-moment experience, or the teachings of the Buddha, and also to find a refuge, a place of sense of safety in uh, the community. In the community, our primary community for the next nine days will be this community, uh, the staff, the resident staff, the volunteer staff, the teachers, and each other. So we just acknowledge that, that we're really trying to uh, establish a sense of safety in our life through taking the refuges. The precepts are community agreements, what allows us to all be here. You know, it's very difficult to live with other people. You know, you just have to look at the headlines on the newspaper and you see how difficult it is. So we're here together and there's 70, 80 of us, so we should be... Uh, we have to have some rules to help us uh, navigate the inevitable interpersonal relationships and terrain that is so often a source of conflict. And the rules or the guidelines are what we call the precepts. To not harm out of carelessness by killing or harming other creatures, ourselves, each other, or even the, the animals that we share this space with to not to uh, misappropriate property, not to take anything that's not yours, but maybe more applicable in this situation is to use the resources of this center uh, economically with an environmental awareness that we use what we need, but no more and no less, and we don't waste, whether it's water or electricity or heat or toilet paper or whatever. Um, you're free to use what you need, but to uh, protect the resources uh, of the center also. The third community rule is to, for the duration of this retreat, to undertake a training to refrain from acting out our sexual energy. This is not a condemnation or a judgment of sexual energy or activity, but just to recognize that it can be a source of a lot of Conflict, tension, confusion, discomfort uh, sometimes, and to just to prevent our, ourselves from having to kind of deal with that. There's a lot to see within our own hearts and minds around our sexuality, and we can do that quite well in silence also. The fourth community agreement is to, uh, when we have the opportunity to speak, to speak the truth. This means primarily uh, if you're talking with any of the staff and uh, in your 
group reports to the teacher. To really speak as, uh, as honestly as you can of your own experience, what your own experience is. Uh, we'll also conduct this retreat in what we call noble silence. Noble silence means that uh, when we talk, when we have the opportunity to talk, that we do it as an awareness practice, so that however we, whatever we have to say to whomever, whether it's a staff person or a teacher or your roommate or whatever it is, that you speak with awareness in a kind way, something that supports your own practice and their practice, so that we're not uh, just acting out. Now, some of you may be here with your partner or a close friend, and uh, you have a ongoing communication with them, usually. And I would ask you to give yourself and to give each other the opportunity of really being here in silence. So if you've come with a friend, or you know some people here, or you've come with your partner, uh, at the end of this uh, talk tonight, please say to them quietly, Okay, I'm going into silence. We'll talk again on Sunday in nine days. So you really both are free to uh, be in silence with your own experience of awareness and your own experience of your mind and your, your heart and your mind, your body. So you have permission to do that. And so too, if you have uh, come here with the uh, leaving others with outside of the retreat with the expectation that you'll call them every day or that you'll text them or something like that, please take the opportunity tonight to send them a final uh, thing. You know, I have been instructed and guided and I want to take full opportunity of this. I want to take full benefit of this opportunity and I won't be contacting you. If there is an emergency, you can contact me by, this is the number of the center. This will, it may be hard to do, it may disappoint them, it may not be their expectations, but you will benefit tremendously. So I encourage you to do that. And then you can drop your uh, phone off at the office and they'll save it for you till the end of the retreat. Mm-hmm. Now, now in America, we're starting to do this formally. You know, we have people come up with their phones and put them here. You know, please turn them off before you leave them. And, um, you know, just as a way of, you know, really, you're here for what reason? You know, you're here to what? Continue your habits, you know, those, these obsessive, compulsive, addictive habits. It is that, isn't it? So we're looking to just be more aware. Take the opportunity, give yourself a break. Step off of that uh, compulsive, habitual activity. So please consider that the uh, right speech or the speaking with awareness refers to use of phones, texts, uh, reading, anything other than the, the books that are out here. You can write notes to yourself. I wouldn't encourage keeping a diary particularly, but if there's something important that you need to remember, you can write that down. But other than that, to minimize the use of uh, creative writing or creative talking because that's a whole different activity of mind than awareness. Okay? Do I have your agreement? <laughs> okay. The fifth uh, community guidelines that makes it safe for all of us to be here together is to refrain from the use of intoxicants like alcohol or recreational drugs uh, and or stimulants, uh, anything like that. Because awareness requires a clarity of mind that is unusual. And uh, most of us uh, you know, have struggle enough to have a clear mind even without using intoxicants. And with intoxicants, <laughs> forget it. It's off the, it's off the map. So uh, we will expect that you will all keep that uh, undertake that training to refrain from using toxins. But let me just say that if you have a prescription medication that you have been advised to take or prescribed to you by your doctor for whatever condition, then this is no time to stop taking it. Please continue to take your medications as indicated by your doctor. Uh, 
I haven't found any medications really yet that prevent you from being aware. They may have conditions and they condition different experiences, but they don't prevent you from being aware. So not taking your medication is just a threat to the, the development of awareness uh, during this week. So continue to, please continue to do that. So those are the five community agreements not to harm by killing, stealing, sexual misconduct, speaking carelessly, and the use of intoxicants. There are three additional precepts if you wish to take them. The first five are non-harming agreements, and the remaining three are really uh, trainings in renunciation. You're here, you're away from your usual family, friends, distractions, uh, obligations, responsibilities. You've let go of a lot just to be here. This is renunciation practice. There's a few more things that you could do to support your uh, practice in being here. I don't recommend it. I'm not trying to talk you into it, but I will mention it because in Burma, uh, you have you have to take eight precepts. And I know some of you will want to take eight precepts, so I'm just going to mention them for those of you who don't know yet about them. The sixth precept is the the one that's most difficult, and that is to refrain from eating solid food after the noontime meal. That means just tea, water, uh, juice, uh, after the noontime meal. Now, sometimes people say, yeah, but i got, I got to eat three meals. Fine, eat, eat. you can eat the third meal, no problem. But if you want to try that kind of renunciation, then you can do that. And that's what the kitchen needs to know. If there are a number of you that aren't going to be eating the evening meal, they'll adjust the quantities that they prepare. Or they'll adjust the quantities of juice that they put out for those who are taking or undertaking the eight precepts. Okay, So you can consider that. The seventh precept is uh, a really interesting one. It's to refrain from um, singing, dancing, beautifying the body, adornments, uh, unguents, wearing flowers in your hair, and things like that, which most of us aren't going to do anyway. But just in case you had it in mind as a, you know, a kind of a, some, an obligation to yourself, uh, you might consider letting that go. Now, to make it something real for you, if you want to take that practice, you might consider, well, really what this practice, what this training does is it um, turns our attention away from just the sensual indulgence and pleasure in the body not to say it's wrong it's just say we spend a lot of time <laughs> you know just keeping the body happy with entertained and and pleasing listening to music watching videos doing this doing that combing our hair fixing this makeup you know jewelry uh, right Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes we forget how much time we spend on our hair. When I was a, when I ordained as a monk, and speaking not to Bunty, when I ordained as a monk, I used to have long hair, you know, hippie days. And uh, my teacher said, "Okay, when you get your head shaved, just think, just remember, hair of the head is just one of those parts of the body." And so the monk lathered up my head and took a straight razor, and he goes. Chook, chook, and half of my hair was just sitting in a soggy mess right at my feet. And then I remembered all the bad hair days I had, you know, in the first 35 years of my life. Wrong, wrong shampoo, too long hair, bad haircut, you know, too curly, not the right color. I wanted it this, I didn't want that. It's just like endless. But it was all sitting there in a soggy mess. And, you know, when your head shaved, no more bad hair days. Uh, I'm not suggesting anybody go get the razor, but you might just consider looking in the mirror only once a day as a way of taking some level of renunciation uh, in this area of your life. So the, the, the seventh, the eighth precept is to refrain from using high and luxurious beds and chairs. If you can find a high and luxurious bed and chair, take advantage of it. But there aren't any. But what this means is to refrain from indulging in comfort. We're not just here to be comfortable. 
Comfort is not a goal worthy of your efforts. Awareness is. And sometimes we have to bear with some discomfort. So, how can you do that? Well, you can just sit and walk. Uh, You might refrain from sitting on soft chairs, or you might refrain from laying down other than at your nighttime sleeping in the one lying down period a day. Not just flop down every time you get up from sitting. I've practiced that way before. I know it happens. So so if you wish to take these additional three precepts, uh, to refrain from eating afternoon, to refrain from adornments, entertainment, distractions, and to refrain from indulging in comfort, then you can do that. But please sign the paper outside, or just make a mark on the paper outside to let the kitchen know if you'll be eating in the evening or not. So later tonight we're going to chant the Refugees and Precepts as a way to start the retreat, and we'll chant them each morning at the 6.30 sitting before breakfast. And I will get copies of the chant sheet made for tomorrow morning. The group check-ins again will be scheduled, and I think I think we're starting tomorrow evening. So be sure to look on the board tomorrow sometime, and you'll see when you're listed. And you'll all be seen four times during the um, during the course of the retreat. And this will give you plenty of time to speak with Sidor about your practice. We know that you're all very, very interesting people. And you all have exciting things that you'd like to tell us or difficult problems in your life that you'd like us to solve. Sorry, we can't do that. But if you can talk about your practice, we maybe can help you with that. Okay? And uh, Sayadaw is, uh, the way Sayadaw works is, uh, he'll just, uh, when you come in, there'll be, half of you will be assigned to speak about your practice the first day, the first time you see him, and half of you speak about your practice the second time you see him. When you come in and you talk about your practice, really talk about what's actually happening for you here now. Not how it was last retreat, or how you hope it'll be next retreat, or anything like that, but just how it is for you now. And the secret to getting teachings from Sayadaw is to keep talking. The more you say, the more you talk, the more questions you have, the more he'll talk. If you don't have anything to say, he's got nothing to say. You know, if you come in to say, entertain me, he, he just dismiss you. So you have to say something. So prepare what it is you want to say about your practice, share it with him, and uh, you'll, get, you'll get some good guidance from him. You may have noticed that there's some books out here, just kind of un- on a table under the stairway. Uh, there's copies of Sayadaw's three books, Don't Look Down on Defilements, They'll Laugh at You, Awareness Alone is Not Enough, and Dharma Everywhere. You're all invited to uh, take one of them for the use during the retreat. Uh, They are just full of Sayadaw's teachings. They're very helpful. They're a book that you can read on retreat and it will actually support your practice because they're all about practice, how to practice, reminders of practice, how to understand your practice, encouragement to practice. So you, you can read them, not so much as a book, but just sit down and read a page or two or a paragraph, anything that supports you for short period of time. To just sit down and read the book straight through, not so useful. But to uh, use it as a support throughout the day and throughout the retreat, very useful. So pick a book. There's a lot of repetition in the three books and so any one of them can be very instructive for you. I just want to take an opportunity to thank all the the staff, all, all of the teachers that are here that are practicing and the board members who are here and the volunteer staff and the resident staff of this retreat center because to, uh, to value the Dharma enough to offer your service to make it possible for another 60 people to practice is really a very generous, very, very generous uh, uh, gift to us in time and interest and uh, resources. Uh, I know because, you know, this is the way I have lived also for a long time. And uh, it's really beneficial. It just wouldn't happen uh, if we had to pay for this at, you know, a current 
uh, economic rates, most of us wouldn't be here. So it really is a great gift uh, to us that all of the volunteer efforts to operate this place, to make the decisions that keep this place running, uh, just to prepare the meals, to keep the place clean, it's a big deal. So thank you. And the way we, with our practice, can really express our gratitude for their gift of support is to be here and practice sincerely. If we're here and practicing sincerely and honestly to the best of our ability, that is the best gift or the best uh, repayment, if you will, or the best expression of our gratitude for those who made it possible for us to be here. When I was a monk, as as Bhante well knows, that uh, your whole life as a monk is dependent upon the gifts of others for your robes, your food, your lodging, your medicine, everything. And you can't, you can't pay them back. And it's not like this a quid pro quo. All you can do is practice with integrity. So that's our responsibility here to the staff and to the board of directors and the teachers is to practice with integrity. So... Before I begin, uh, before we end with chanting of the refuges and precepts, do you have any questions about the format of the retreat or anything else that's bugging you? Uh, just your, you will be assigned to a group, and that will be the group that you will attend the four 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 times during the retreat every other every second day. Um, I think they're being recorded so that whatever you miss here because you were not in that group will be available, I think, online later. Okay? <clears throat> Anything else? Yeah. Yeah. There are, I think there's about nine yogi jobs at 6, 6.15 and... While it's a group sitting, it's just a group sitting to recollect our energy. Is There won't be any instruction, there won't be any questions, and those who have jobs will, will have to do your jobs. And if you get your job done before the, that sitting is over, you may come in quietly. Uh, but uh, that, that sitting, uh, we wanted to recollect, rec- have, regroup the group. So if you have a yogi job, you're not missing anything, because you'll be, you'll be aware of doing your job, right? See, you don't miss anything here. You're just aware all the time. Any other uh, comments or questions you'd like to share or ask? Yeah. Yeah. I I can't quite see, but I'm just wondering if it's possible to sometimes alternate. Okay. So the question is, is it possible to alternate between chair and cushion? Well, I see one empty chair. Or two, maybe. Three, four. Oh, four. Hey. Okay, so how are we going to do this? Well, if there's nothing on the chair, uh, if you're not using the chair, then um, leave it empty, and then those who want to occasionally sit in a chair can, can look for the empty chairs. Yeah. If you sit in a chair regularly, then leave something on it to identify it as yours. Okay? Everything what? Everything that's right, the schedule and any if there's any significant events, <laughs> they'll be posted on the board. Yes, and probably in the morning, you know, if there's if there's going to be if I'm going to do a group or something in the afternoon, uh, or if I have sign up, you know, sometimes I'll put up a, a sheet for people who want to have a check in with me, and uh, you can just see it on the board. Any other? Come, yeah. Yes, the comment is we can only talk in the group interviews. Is that okay? Yeah. Now, some of you, you know, some of you just arrived and you've got three roommates or two roommates or seven roommates if you're upstairs. And so tonight you might have to do a little like. Who's, who's where, when, and this is mine, and that's yours, okay, and 
Okay, so there might be some talk with your roommates or uh, there might be an opportunity to, or a need to talk to the kitchen staff or the, the, the house staff to do your yogi job, to do your uh, job, your service job in the, in the, during the day. Then that's okay. You can do that kind of talking. But what we're, what we're looking to minimize is uh, social chit-chat. Self period, okay. So the, during the self-scheduled periods of time, when there will be people coming and going, you will not light the candles. But there will be early morning, evening, group group times maybe. So in the group times, she'll be lighting and taking care of the candles, but not during. So there's no need to uh, light them for her. Okay. If you would like to have them lit during this time, you see, you see how challenging it is to live in a community. It's like, yeah, but what about and what about? But I want that one lit, but not that one lit. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the best deal is for that. Any history on that? Okay, Ursula. The Buddhas don't mind if the candles aren't lit. Coming or going. Okay. Okay, I'll take your um, advice and relay that to... Okay. We have to turn on our inner light. Okay, anything else? Any other comments? Last chance to speak for nine days. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So in the self-scheduled period, the question is, can you do some yoga or, or tai chi or whatever your particular thing is? Yes. If you can find a place that you want to do it, then sure. Do it with awareness. Now, sometimes we have a, you know, an aerobic type of yoga that might not be appropriate in a more quiet, slowed-down situation. Or uh, chanting, of course, wouldn't be encouraged. But if you can find a place where you're not impacting others in a kind of a disruptive or energetically dissonant way, then sure, no problem. And do it with awareness. It's an awareness practice. It might be a yoga practice or a Pilates or a Tai Chi, but really it's an awareness practice for this week. Which reminds me, there's a, you know, sometimes we're on our own mostly during the day, we're just kind of in our own world, doing our own thing, moving around people. And we say, and then there's other times, like at meal times, when we're in a community all doing something together. So we say, community space, community pace. Individual space, individual pace. Meaning, when you're in community, you go at the pace of the community. So the slow person in the lunch line is not paying attention to other people. They need to go at the community pace to get through the meal line. Okay? But when you're just walking from here to the toilet, you can go at your own good old speed. And if it's just microscopically slow, that's fine. And if it's hurrying because it's that kind of time, then you do what you got to do. Okay. Any more? Well, it's really great to have you here. I, I, I really uh, uh, applaud your decision to take this time to really work with your own heart and mind and body. It's not easy. I know it's not easy to get the time or to get the energy or even interest to do it. So now that you're here, take full advantage of all the resources of this retreat to really get the benefit of... Um, really see for yourself the benefit of awareness. Okay? So, let's chant the refuges and precepts. Now, for tonight and the first morning or two, I will uh, chant one phrase or line 
and ask you to repeat after me. Unfortunately, we don't have the chant sheet yet. They're probably right outside the door, but... Uh, but what we'll be doing is paying homage to the Buddha three times, taking refuge in the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha three times, and then taking the trainings to refrain from harming others through killing, stealing, sexual misconduct, wrongful speech, and the use of intoxicants. And then for those who want to take the additional eight precepts, or the additional three precepts, those people will take three, and then we'll close with... Uh, Acknowledging our aspiration that our undertaking of the trainings, uh, the refugees and precepts, support our awareness practice. Okay? So I like to chant in Pali the language that the Buddha's teachings were first uh, recorded in. So it might sound like foreign mumbo jumbo. But just think men and women, hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of men and women have been chanting this very chant for more than 2,500 years, every day. We're not alone. You know, we're not doing something so unique. We're doing it unique in our life, but we're just joining this, uh, this, this wave of humanity that cares about awareness, cares about non-harming, cares about living in harmony with one another. It's just, that's all we're doing, is just recognizing our alignment and connection with all these others. Okay? So please repeat after me. Namo, Namo, Tasa Bhagavato, Tasa Bhagavato, Arahato. Arahato Sama Sambhurasa Sama Sambhurasa Namo Namo Tassa Bhagavato Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Arahato Sama Sambhurasa Sama Sambhurasa Namo Namo Tassa Bhagavato Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Arahato Samma Sambhurasa Samma Sambhurasa Buddhang Sarananga Chami Buddhang Sarananga Chami Tamang Sarananga Chami Tamang Sarananga Chami Sangang Sarananga Chami Sangang Sarananga Chami Dutiampi Buddhang Sarananga Chami Dutiampi Buddhang Sarananga Chami Dutiampi Dhamang Sarananga Chami Dutiampi Dhamang Sarananga Chami Dutiampi Sangang Sarananga Chami Dutiampi Sangang Sarananga Chami Tatiampi Buddhang Sarananga Chami Tatiampi Buddhang Sarananga Chami Tatiampi Dhamang Sarananga Chami Tatiampi Dhamang Sarananga Chami Tatiampi Sangang Sarananga Chami Tatiampi Sangang Sarananga Chami Panatipata Panatipata Vairamani we Ramani Sika Badang Sika Badang Samadhyami Samadhyami Adina Dana Adina Dana We Ramani We Ramani Sika Badang Sika Badang Samadhyami Samadhyami Abramacharya Abramacharya We Ramani we Ramani Sika Badang Sika Badang Samadhyami Samadhyami Musawada 
นุสาวาดาเวรามณีเวรามณีสิกาบดังสิกาบดังสมาริยามีสมาริยามีสุราเมริยาสุราเมริยามาจาปมาดาตานามาจาปมาดาตานาเวรามณีเวรามณีสิกาบดังสิกาบดังสมาริยามีสมาริยามี And for those of you who are going to take the additional three precepts, let me just see a raise of hands of who will be doing that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, five. <laughs> so for those who are going to be taking the additional three eight, three precepts, please repeat after me. <coughs> we kala bojana, we kala bojana, we ramani, we ramani sika badang. สิกาบดานสมาริยามีสมาริยามีนัจจิตานัจจิตาวาริตาวาริตาวิสุขดัสนาวิสุขดัสนาม a ลกันดามาลกันดาวิเลปนาวิเลปนาดารณาดารณามันดนามันดนาวิบุสนาทานา We busana tana we ramani we ramani sika badang sika badang samadhiya mi samadhiya mi ucha sayana ucha sayana mahasayana mahasayana we ramani we ramani sika badang sika badang samadhiya mi samadhiya mi and then all of us can do this one. Irang me silang, irang me silang, magapalanyana sa, magapalanyana sa, pachayo, pachayo, o tu. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org/slash. Donate.